Welcome again to It Doesn't Take a Genius, conversation with introspective perspectives and pithy points of view. Here are your hosts, my friends, Max and Marty. I think that's Mark and Mike. Yeah, whatever. Ramsey! Marshall, I would like to acknowledge before we get started that we always seem to start these episodes with, you know, something where we're looking over shoulders, etc. cetera. Uh, we're saying, let's see how this goes. This is, this is a real fly by the night operation. And uh, meanwhile, behind you is proof that somehow fly by night is not quite as fly by night as we think. The, uh, well, we're consistently fly by night. <laughs> there you go. That makes all the difference. So, yeah, yeah. So what do they say about, you know, excellence is just doing things, you know, consistently and persevering and stuff like that. So we have persevered until episode 100. And we thought this was going to be a milestone episode, but then we did nothing to prepare for it. Uh, So uh, the milestone episode uh, will be coming up. uh, We're shooting for possibly episode 104. For very be, specific reasons, as yeah, you have yeah, figured specific out. Specific reasons, but episode yeah. 104, stay tuned, keep listening. Epic is, is all I can say. Yeah, and, and I would like to point out two things. First is, it turns out actually this is our 101st episode, because back when we didn't really know what we were doing, even more so than now, uh, I had an episode that I labeled like, I don't know what, what number, it was like episode 16, part one. And then I did episode 16, part two, because it was so long. And so everything's off. The other thing I'd like to point out is that for anybody watching this on our YouTube channel, Mike has bunny ears. Uh, the, it's, it's perfect. Little cat ears, something like that. The zeros just line up perfectly over your head, and it's, it's just great. So anyway, yeah. 104 yeah. is the big one. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's when we're going we're gonna to do something. We're just saying it right now. It's going to be something, something fabulous. So stay tuned oh definitely but we got some good stuff for this episode so we do i mean honestly it it all worked out because uh we we set this up in the last episode talking about the you know do you have culture or just cult you know just halfway there between this pendulum of uh results and relationships uh of uh you know treating people right versus doing something productive to where we make money and um there were four things we mentioned in the course of that episode that really help you honor both sides of that pendulum swing. Cause it's a, it's not a problem to solve. It's a tension to manage between those two sides. So for the next four episodes, we think we're going to cover these four sentences that really help you do that as a, as a leader. Yep. Yeah. There you go. Definitely. So uh, in sentence number one is culture trickles downhill culture trickles downhill yeah and i and i yeah when i when i hear the word trickles (laughs) (laughs) not always positive right so it could be a it could be a pristine babbling brook trickling you know across the right or that old adage yeah don't don't pee on my back and tell me it's raining right. <laughs> you know it's right. that kind of trickle so so yeah it could go either way here so culture trickles downhill it's either a great thing or a bad thing uh, right <laughs> d- depending on what it is the 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 you know what it is that your culture is yeah exactly and and i'm seeing this mike as a sort of three degrees of difficulty in trickling i think there are there are levels to this that get increasingly harder as you go 
Um, and, and they're pretty practical. I mean, they're, they're things that you just need to sort of think through how you're doing what you're doing. Um, like we said last time, don't change what you're doing per se. It's, it's how you do it that, that is sort of making that culture. So three degrees of difficulty that we'll uh, quickly discuss here and give you uh, the listeners uh, some ideas on how to, how to improve your trickling. Yes. So, so uh, level one. Uh, level one. So uh, let's, let's just sort of get the, the initial stuff out of the bag. Um, if you say that you treat your employees fairly, but their pay plan is a shell game, you are not trickling the right thing downhill. If you say we treat our customers uh, with integrity, uh, but you rip them off, you have a problem and people downstream of you, the, whatever you're trickling down, they're going to notice that and it will affect the culture. Um, it will turn your people into something really uncomfortable, frankly. They'll either leave or they'll stick around and feel like prostitutes. They'll know that they're a part of something kind of icky. Uh, so that's, I mean, in a nutshell, you know, stop, stop, being, stop being bad. Stop sinning. You need Jesus. Go to church. Do, do something to, to turn this around, but, you know, don't, don't do those things that are uh, clear violations of, uh, of, of morality. Well, and it's, not, and I really, you really, you know, even to the level of sinning, uh, right. It's just right. The, the, the cognitive dissonance between this is what I, what I, what I ask, what I say, and this is what we're doing. Once it doesn't line up, people immediately sense that. And, and right. they might not even know exactly what it is, right? They couldn't make a list of here's the things that we do, but they know something yeah. doesn't feel right here. But over the years, I've worked with, you know, some uh, companies that sort of had me parachute in whether they liked it or not, right? You know, I'm, I'm visiting a car dealership or what have you, uh, and they didn't necessarily want to be in my program, but they got me because of some other thing that they had to do, blah, blah, blah. And, and I have had people say, you know, well, you know, if they don't qualify for this kind of a loan, we take their head off over here. You know, that's one of the expressions in the old school car businesses. You know, we shove somebody in a car to the point that their head comes off, you know, uh, their finances personally be damned. And uh, things like that do happen that are very conscious. And that's sort of what we're talking about here is the conscious level of, you know, I know I shouldn't be doing this, but I'm going to do it anyway. Guess what? Your culture is being negatively impacted when you do that. So don't be too surprised unless you address that. So that's, that's that first degree of, of uh, difficulty is, is trickling the right thing. It's like, um, you know, Jim Gaffigan, the, uh, he's, he's like from Indiana, right? He's like right up your alley. You know? Oh yeah. Yeah. I love him. He's, he's got a routine where he talks about uh, his uh, going to church with his wife and the service goes on too long. And, you know, he's going, Oh, 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 wrap it up, Padre. I got some sinning to do. It's like, you know, like you're, that's the joke, right? Is you're consciously wanting to not do the very thing that you say that you're there to do. So don't do that. Don't do that. If you need help with it, call us. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, to, to me, you know, the, my favorite example of this is, is I've been on hold for 30 minutes trying to reach an organization and the, the voice recording on the hold messages says, your call is important to us. Yeah, yeah. No, no, it's, no, it's not. not. If <laughs> and my you know it, and I know it. <laughs> yeah, you would have staffed properly for the call right. volume that you have, and you'd be talking to me. Right. Yeah, you say right. it's important. I'm not feeling it. Right. I love it. 
Well, that's level one. So, um, you know, conscious, conscious violations of your culture. Don't do that. Level two. Level two. Level two. So this is, um, this is where you're also being conscious, um, but it's consciously proactive. So you're modeling behavior. So if level one is not doing the bad stuff, level two is modeling the good stuff. And, uh, uh, you know, this could be at, at a number of different levels. It could be really big things, really little things. Uh, but just a, a quick example from uh, one of my clients, uh, they got together and came up with a plan for how they were going to improve what their customers were experiencing. And one of the simple rules was guide uh, a guest, don't point. Guide, don't point. You know, Disney's done that, things, people like that. So they were trying to institute this plan, right? You know, the dealer said, you know, I have to do it too. And it's hard. So he, uh, he brought up uh, in front of his team uh, in some presentations that there were several times where he had caught himself with somebody saying, you know, hey, uh, you know, where's the bathroom? And he would say, it's right over there. And he'd point and then he'd just start walking, you know, follow the point. Um, you have to get into that habit. It's hard, uh, but consciously modeling the behavior that you're wanting to see. That's that's level two. Oh yeah, yeah. Now I, I I saw an example where where this leader uh, was was he's basically yelling uh, at this other employee and told them that it's never okay to raise your voice to a customer. <laughs> right. <laughs> like he's yelling at me that I shouldn't raise my voice to a customer. <laughs> yeah, you know. Right. So so right. And, and you see this on the uh, on the flip side, right? So you know the Ritz Carlton example. So yeah, at the Ritz Carlton, if you you know they, when they show up for work, their shoes have been shined, their their uniforms have been pressed for them, they eat the same food uh, as the guests, and and so we 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 treat our employees like ladies and gentlemen. Right. We're serving ladies and gentlemen. Yep. And so. Uh, yeah, you, you, you see this, you know, you see this, all you have to do is look at the, uh, you go into, a, you know, you know, different businesses and look at the, the customer restroom versus the employee restroom. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness. Yeah. Yeah. The, yeah. You go in the customer restroom and it's clean and shiny and there's perfumes and towels and stuff like that. You go in the employee restroom, right? You, well, you can't go in without a hepatitis shot. Uh, you know because it's yeah it's incredible and, and so you go okay who do you know we say we value people right but what we're really saying is we value some people right right <laughs> particular people <laughs> a set of people that you're not a part of because you chose to work for us you should not do that whatever that is yeah yeah so so yeah the modeling can can come in terms of, of the, the facility, the, the, the treatment, uh, the policies. Uh, yeah, uh, it, it, all, it all communicates a message. It all communicates yeah. culture. Yeah, beautiful. Um, so, so yeah, so start consciously doing those things, work them into habits. That's sort of the level two degree of difficulty, the second degree of difficulty. Let's talk about the third one. And this is the, this is the one that's a little messier because it's unconscious. This is where we sort of revisit the things we just talked about, but now we're talking about them on a very unconscious or a subconscious level. And uh, we've talked, uh, you know, the uh, book by the Arbinger Institute, um, you know, that uh, le it's leadership and self-deception. Mm -hmm. um, you know, they talk about the box, you know, this metaphor of being in the box. Um, 
that's sort of what we're talking about here. I always think of the Bible verse, uh, Jeremiah 17, 9, uh, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately sick. Who can know it? And the implication there is you can't even know your own heart. You know, you lie to yourself sometimes. You're so deceitful. And um, what, you know, what I, what I get from that, I guess, is that uh, there's a, the, the practical thing to do is to constantly be looking at the values that you have listed down, the, the, the things, the expectations you say you want, and say, are my actions lining up with that? How I led that meeting, is it lining up with that? How I talk to that customer, to that employee, am I lining up with those values? And I, let, let me give a couple examples, Mike, because I really want to honor this idea of the tension between you know, sort of the treating people right and getting results, the relationship and the results. So I can think of examples on both sides. On the results side, you know, I think you've been in meetings, I've been in meetings where we have, you know, it might even be a colleague of ours, let alone a client, say something to the effect of, I tell it like it is. I'm a truth teller. Sorry if that offends somebody, but I just got to be honest. Got to, got to be, got to be courageous and bold and tell the truth. And I say that with a little bit of a sarcastic tone to my voice. And that's not fair because there are plenty of people who say, yeah, I dish it out and I want you to dish it to me. I need to know what's going on. Tell me, be, be blunt. And they really appreciate and value that. Um, but then there are other people who do that. And then the minute that they start to get some truth told back to them, they fold, you know, they, they get defensive, they come out swinging they might even put that person on sort of a hit list of, you know, that's one of the, that's one of the people that's they're, they're on the naughty list in our department. You know, they're a problem. They're not a problem. They're doing the value that you said you were going to do. And that's what Chris Argerus, the, the Harvard uh, um, organizational culture scholar uh, has called this as uh, I think he's, he calls it the values espoused and the values in kind or the, uh, the, the theory espoused and the theory in use. You know, the idea that, you know, here's what we say we preach, here's what we practice. We preach this, but we practice that. And uh, it's, you know, it, it violates your culture. It violates the thing you say you want when you, when you fold, when you get truth told back to you or whatever, you know, whatever other, you know, uh, expectation you're, um, you're saying that you're about. So that's on the results side, but it's just as true on the uh, flip side of the relationship, you know, we, we say, you know, we, we are here to make sure our employees succeed and grow. And then we only call them into the office when they've done something wrong or their numbers are off and we don't regularly coach them or, or, you know, at the very least just say, you know, what do you need from me? How you doing? You know, what's, what's your focus? Uh, how can I help? Um, some, something that shows that we're there to make sure they're successful. Um, I know that's near and dear to your heart. You wrote a doggone book about it. So I, I uh, will shut up and, and let you take the floor here. But those are examples from both sides of the house. Do you, do you consciously, are, are you consciously saying X, but practicing Y unconsciously? And that's the issue. So you can, you can line that up. Oh, yeah. Well, and you see this manifest itself in the two orientations that a new hire gets. Mm. And so you get the company orientation. Yep. So we're honest. We have integrity. We treat people like family. We've done it for a hundred years, right? Right. And they go to the official orientation, and then we put them into their respective department or or section or whatever. Yeah. And then they get 
the other orientation, <laughs> right? Where the veteran employees go, I don't know what they told you in that room, but here's how it really works around here. Right. And, right. and so it's not, it's not the, the, the values that are explained, it's the values that are lived. And yeah. so they get, the, they get the second orientation. And so your goal is, as a leader, is to have both orientations be similar. Right, yeah. there's alignment between the two. That that when we say we treat people like family, that they go to their department and the guy goes, "Yeah, hey, yeah." They talked about that family thing. Everywhere I've worked, talked about like the you know that. And then to have the employee say, "Well, let me give you a couple of examples. Let me tell you a story." Yeah, yeah my my kid got on this travel team and I had to take some time off and they let me. You know, the uh, we had a guy and he was out and his daughter was having issues. Had to go to a special hospital. They paid his paid his salary, even though they didn't have to uh, while he was there. And then all of a sudden you've got these stories that reinforce the, the, the words uh, that were, that were stated. You know, we see that, uh, you know, you look at a practical example and, uh, and I've done this in, in some of the organizations I've worked with where we, you know, the key to this is you've, you've, your values are written and they're agreed upon and, and they're posted and so we take two flip charts and we put them underneath the values. And, and one flip chart is examples of when we've, when we've lived these values and examples of when we haven't. Ooh, yeah. And we open up each meeting and we, okay, give me an example of this past week when we've lived our values. Customer came in, it was this lady or, you know, first time she'd been in, her husband had passed away. He always did this. She was doing it for the first time. We could have knocked her head off, but that's not what we do here. We actually took care of her. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, and then here's this value, right? So-and-so had an issue. He went to his manager. Manager told him he didn't have time to talk to him and it kind of blew him off, right? Here's an example of us not yeah. living, yeah. you know? And so you just start the list and the goal is for, you know, we'll, we're, we're all imperfect and, and a work in progress, even as organizations, is just to have fewer and fewer examples on the not living versus the, 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 the living uh, our culture flip chart. Yeah, this is a constant battle, right? And and uh, leadership and self self deception talks about that. That you know you're constantly getting out of the box. It's just getting conscious about the fact that you're in a box is the issue. You know that you're lying to yourself about this other person or what you know whatever the situation is. Mm-hmm. And um, you know it, it's it's really interesting that you brought up stories, right? Because the two flip charts are a set of stories on one side, a set of stories that are counter examples on the other side. Mm-hmm. The uh, orientation, right? The, ho- hopefully there's a story in the official orientation. Hopefully there are some smaller stories of individuals that fit in and, and agree with that overall store official orientation, right? Mm-hmm. And um, I, I guess that's, that's what hits me here is that this, this episode is something that should be a constant battle you're always fighting because you're constantly trying to get more stories out there. Um, let me let me give you two awesome examples. One is terrifying. The other is just uplifting. So let me do the terrifying one first. I never met the guy, but there was an absentee owner of a dealership group that um, I was uh, asked to call on. And the people at the store were really nice, but they just knew that the boss was crooked. And, um, you know, whatever their website said, whatever their advertising said, um, the, the main thing that had to be communicated in the, you know, private orientation 
was, hey, ladies, never be in a room alone with him. Now, there were lawsuits, um, and that dealership is no longer in business. That, that dealership group is no longer in business. And I won't say anything more about that. You can draw your own conclusions. Um, but it never had a good culture. Um, despite some really good people working there, striving for it, what trickled down was just never, they couldn't overcome it. Mm-hmm. Um, here's an awesome example. I do have a client that's a restaurant group. I, I guess because the story is personal, I won't mention their name, but they're, they're awesome. They're, they're, uh, they're just, uh, they strive for excellence in all that they do in their restaurants. And I was out to dinner at one of those restaurants, just sort of on a couple date with uh, my wife and, and another couple. And um, turns out that uh, they have uh, somebody at their office whose sister was a longtime employee of this restaurant group. And so they told me a story. This is not the person. This is not the family member of the person. This is a coworker of the family member of the person who repeated this story about how um, there, there was a, a, a daughter who had, um, had to get medical treatment far, far away. Uh, there was a birthday party or an anniversary party or something that they all wanted to attend, um, but they were going to have to leave very late that night and uh, get up there the next morning for this treatment. It was cancer or something like that. It was pretty, pretty serious stuff. Um, the restaurant group, the owners paid for um, a limousine and a driver to let these uh, family members attend the party, then get in this vehicle and fall asleep so that they could have a night's sleep as they drove up to the hospital. People are still telling that story. And I can tell you the reputation of that restaurant group is stellar, stellar. You know, they, they do honor what they, what they preach. That's what we're looking for, right? That's what this whole episode is about, is people telling stories about you that say, that's exactly what you're going to get. What he says is what you're going to get. What she is about is exactly what you experience in the wild with her. That's what we hope uh, this episode is helping you do. Oh, most definitely. And when you think about it, right, nobody remembers the bullet points. Right. You know, you do your orientation and here's the four values that we stand for. And here's our sentence, you know, our yeah. vision sentence. And it, nobody remembers any of that. The only thing they remember are the stories that, that illustrate that That's or right. the stories that illustrate us not doing that. That's right. And, and one of the things that you see that I've noticed for years is the, you know, the values of the chief day-to-day person tend to be the values of that organization. That's right. Whoever the highest ranking person is day-to-day, uh, if their values have to align with the organization's values, and then you get a whole lot of other people who believe the same thing. That's right. And, and if they're out of line, uh, then you get transitory people coming and going. You get behaviors that seem abhorrent to uh, the stated values or the values of the leader that don't like, yeah, it, it's yep. just a mess. So if the top guy doesn't believe what the organization is preaching, uh, then the whole thing falls apart. All right. So we got to wrap this up. Culture trickles downhill, three degrees of difficulty, you know, don't do bad things, <laughs> model the right behavior, and then spend time uh, thinking about unconsciously, subconsciously, the things you're doing, do they line up with the things that uh, you say you value as an organization or as a person? So that's what we're suggesting you do. Three things there. And uh, if we can help, reach out to us. Come back for three more episodes 
uh, of a similar goodness to this. Um, there are there are a lot of different layers of how you make sure you honor both sides of the pendulum, and uh, we're going to cover them all here. We think. Oh yeah, yeah, and uh, try the exercise. Two pieces yep. of paper over the course of time. Make a list of the times where you've lived your values when you haven't. If the list of times that you haven't is longer than the list of times that you have, call us. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Hit me up. <laughs> I'm still doing the old school vintage phone thing. Yeah, that's a nice phone there, Mike. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks. So uh, with that, yeah, let's uh, let's send this off to our announcer whose values are always clear to us. Oh, absolutely. He cares. And because he cares, he can make fun of us. <laughs> that's right. And that's a wrap. The musings of Mark and Mike. No rights reserved, etc. Feel free to share and discuss what you heard today. Even claim the ideas as your own. <laughs> Who'd want to do that? See you next time on It Doesn't Take a Genius. Thanks.